Hey guys, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Construction Monk. I'm getting ready to start another long-term podcast effort for Wednesdays. From January to April, I've written four books. May and June, I've edited those books, and I'm going to start releasing them chapter by chapter. I'm going to do an introduction for each book, and then every Wednesday there will be a new chapter as a podcast, and I will also release that same chapter as a blog on my website. So, the four books are called the Church Renewal Series, and there will be more books to this series, but these four books are entitled Prostitute, then Betrothal, then The Way, then Sanctuary. Each book has 18 chapters. And so there will be 19 podcast episodes for each book because each book will have an introduction episode as well. And today I'm introducing the book Prostitute. That's right. You heard me correctly. The book is called Prostitute. (laughs) Hey guys, Construction Monk Podcast here. I'm your host, Jay Randall Stewart. Let's get into this introduction of my first book in the Church Renewal series entitled Prostitute. Zip, zing, zang, zoom, baby. Woohoo! Could I have picked a more audacious, controversial, <laughs> shocking title than the title? Prostitute. I don't think so. Hey guys, look. Um, So this book is called Prostitute. It's subtitled Calling a Wayward Church Back to Christ. So the first thing I will say about this book in introduction is this is not new. Calling God's people unfaithful, a prostitute, a harlot is not new. Pretty much every prophet God sent used this imagery of a wife. God is the husband and the wife has been unfaithful. The wife has sought other lovers. So you will find this is just a common theme among the prophets when addressing issues of unfaithfulness in God's people that they often refer to God's people as an unfaithful wife who has prostituted herself to other lovers and This book deals with that idea, but it takes a specific focus in dealing with how the church has, at times throughout its history, wandered from God's intent for his bride. So, I have my bachelor's and master's in humanities. I've studied church history. You know, I've I've studied culture you know, the arts, the sciences, philosophy. I've studied, you know, all things culture, history. Um, But my particular focus was cultural studies and anthropology. In terms of the Middle Ages, the Middle Ages was kind of my main focus, and even within that, it was the church in the Middle Ages. But I had some, you know, introduction to Greco-Roman culture as well, and of course, the church got its start at the end of the Roman Empire, right? And so it's important to know kind of the history of Western culture, even when we're trying to focus that towards 
what the church has been over the last 2,000 years. Because the, ch the Christian church is, ex <coughs> excuse me, expressly Western and very Greek influenced and very Greek philosophy influenced. So I've been studying this and, and the book Prostitute focuses on the history of the church from the first century to the 21st century in terms of identity and culture. Like, the first part of the book starts with a look at Scripture and how Jesus and Paul established and organized the church, right? And the main idea is that Jesus and subsequently Paul tried to establish a multiplicity of spiritually mature elders in every local congregation. To lead that congregation to disciple youngers, to become elders who could disciple more youngers to become elders and so on and so on. Discipleship, mentoring, spiritual formation in conjunction with the Holy Spirit, right? There was such an emphasis in the first three centuries, especially on the Holy Spirit. And right, so this book talks about how the church began and how it developed through four periods because there are four church periods. There is the first period of the apostolic age, second period of the patristic period. <laughs> I had to think for a second. Then there's a the medieval era. Then there's a the modern era. Okay. First 400 years was the apostolic age. It was the age of the apostles when the church was mainly focused on really more local bodies governed by a multiplicity of elders with a multiplicity of spiritual gifts. And then kind of the, the key demarcation point where the church begins to shift is when it gets ingested into the Roman Empire and becomes the Roman Catholic Church, you know, after the first 400 years roughly. And that is, that's, that is the second period, which is the patristic period. Patristic means father. I think it's Greek. Could be Latin, but probably Latin. This is the period when you have the Holy Fathers, the Church Fathers, like Ignatius, like Augustine, like Benedict, you know, Benedictine, and um, I can't think. I, I'm blanking on some of the Church Fathers, but um, you have these guys, and they. This is when the Church starts to really organize institutionally, and this is during this period is when you start to have one person over each church and you start to have these bishops and these bishops start to have councils and they start to iron out an orthodoxy and then the Nicene Creed effervesces and the Nicene Creed becomes the law, becomes the official, you know, theology, orthodoxy and, and you know, you have to align with that and, and kings and, you know, Roman emperors start to enforce it on behalf of bishops and vice versa bishops are enforcing it through you know through the their empires that they are a part of whether it's the roman empire east west or monarchies right so that was the patristic period then next is the medieval period where this is the heyday of the church of the roman catholic church when it is like supreme and this period culminates in the crusades when popes had so much power they could tell kings to muster armies and go take the Holy Land or go even just go put down rebellions or if there were heretical factions in certain cities because often because because of the way society was established most towns were very cloistered not a lot of traveling 
So often, if there was a if there was, if there was a orthodoxy that was developing apart from the Nicene Creed or the accepted orthodoxy, it would often effervesce in a local area, and then sometimes popes would send, send kings to go just like attack that town. Um, I'm trying to think of some of those. Um, anyway, it's been a while. I was trying to think of some of the specific actions that popes sent kings to do. Waldesians, I think, is one group maybe that was a, a regional area that was, you know, the pope sent the kings to put down this heresy. But this is the medieval era. Then there's the modern era. And the modern era is more defined by, of course, democracies are effervescing and denominations and Protestantism is effervescing, right? So those are the four periods. But mainly I try to frame this book, Prostitute, in terms of the spiritual battle going on for the church between Satan and his kingdom and his church paradigm and God and his kingdom and his church paradigm. And yes, Satan has his desired order for the church. It's kind of interesting. When I was in my late 20s into my early 30s, I went back to Bible college um, and I was with a group of friends and we were kind of militant. We were more spiritually oriented and we were kind of going through our spiritual awakening and we saw the the Bible college as kind of the institutional, you know, authority, authoritarian kind of place that was training preachers and pastors to be intellectual and not spiritual. And um, at that time, we developed this idea of this false system of church and we called it the spirit of Babylon and um, I do believe that Satan not only has his desired order for the church but he has certain spirits that he's commissioned to be involved in church and I've actually experienced some of those spirits because of my gift of spiritual discernment in churches I've experienced some of those spirits active you know, resisting the Holy Spirit. And there is there is this battle. I mean, do you remember Frank Peretti, This Present Darkness, Piercing the Darkness, right? I mean, those, those books were hugely popular, but like I've experienced some of that tension in churches over the church, this battle for the church. And this book, Prostitute, it talks about the history and different things that happened at different points in history to the church. and But it talks about it in terms of God's plan and Satan's plan. And Satan's plan for the church, he lays that plan out in the three temptations of Christ. Christ rejects Satan's three temptations, but those are the same temptations Satan then comes back and offers the church and attempts to entice the church into. Right? And the book Prostitute deals with this, these three temptations, and basically I define them in this way. Satan's model for, for a false church, or a church empowered by him, is one leader, one truth, and one church. This is Satan's model for church. He attempts to supplant the Trinity. You know, there is one head of the church, Jesus. There is one truth, that is the Holy Spirit. There is one organization for, of the church, which is the Father. It's the kingdom of God. You know, it's God's kingdom, God the Father. Satan attempts to, to 
produce a counterfeit to these things, a counterfeit to Jesus as the head of the church, a counterfeit to the Holy Spirit as the truth, as the person of truth, and a counterfeit to God the Father as the authority figure of the church. So the book goes through history, talks about these periods, it talks about some of the elements, like how do we establish truth, and, and how do, should we organize local churches, and those kinds of things. And it talks about, you know, God's ideal in terms of how the church has effervesced through the centuries and been organized and the things that it's adopted and the things that it's lost and how it's kind of meandered and wavered at times. But the big picture is that the church started out really small and it's grown and grown and grown and God has refined the church. It's not that the church started out really good and it's gotten worse which we can kind of think that sometimes, and I've had that attitude at times in my more militant, dissatisfied stance towards the church. But like the church started out small, and it's grown and grown and grown, and it's gotten better, and God is refining it, and Christ is refining it to become more and more the bride. So there are these two real symbols and images in Scripture. There is the prostitute on the beast, and there is the bride of Christ. And the church is mixed between these two ideals. We're trying to become the bride of Christ, but we get caught sometimes, caught up in being more like the harlot on the beast from Revelation chapter 17 and 18, right? So the book tries to play out through history this large, big picture of how the church has developed and how God is continuing to make it the bride, but how there are things that have gotten into it like weeds among the wheat, where Satan has planted some of his ideas and they've grown up in the church. So this is the book, Prostitute. It is an honest assessment, a historical assessment, a theological assessment, a spiritual assessment of the church over the last 2,000 years from the perspective of two kinds of churches. You could say Christendom and Christianity. You could say the church that's been more subservient to Satan's idea of church in the church that's also been attempting to become more the church that God intends it to be. The book Prostitute attempts to at least give an overview of where the church has been and where it's headed in an attempt to say, let's keep going. Let's not forget there's this temptation to be like the harlot on the beast, the prostitute. But we need to continue to be refined to become more the bride of Christ. Okay, That's the first book, Prostitute. In this book series, the Church Renewal series, and that's the book we will start next Wednesday with chapter one. All right, good enough. Okay, <laughs> you, you got it? You, you know what I'm doing here? Every week, every Wednesday, I'm going to release a chapter from the book Prostitute, subtitled, Calling a Wayward Church Back to Christ. There are 18 chapters. There will be 18 further podcasts. And look for the written 
format on my website, www.moderncontemplative.com, in the blog section. So if you want to go and read it. And eventually, I am going to start hand printing these books if you would like a paper copy. And those will be for sale. I have done the self-publishing route through online publishers, and they charge way too much, and I don't make a thing anyway. And then they hold the right of the book because they have paid for the ISBN number. It's like I was doing some research. It's like $150 for me to buy an ISBN number just for one book. You get it for free from these online publishers, but then they really can say what you can do with your book, how you can sell it, yada, yada, yada. And I'm not doing that. And I don't want to charge you know, $18 for a paperback and then I make 50 cents and they make all the money. Right, you know, I don't care to make a lot of money, maybe a dollar per book, but that way I can print the books myself at a very low cost, make a dollar, and sell it to you for five or six. Right, so anyway, eventually, paperback printed editions will come. Cool, hey guys, thanks for listening. This has been a Construction Monk podcast. I'm your host, Jay Randall Stewart. Next Wednesday, chapter one, prostitute. (laughs) Ah, it's going to be good, guys. All right. See ya.